the country is now at a tipping point where now even big companies are making better choices in terms of uh, how they are distributing their goods. So it makes it easier for everyday people that don't necessarily have like resources for like high-end top-tier products. They can still get the products that they love in a healthier delivery system. Welcome to the HGW Podcast, where your hosts, Zoe Sakutis and Erica Huss, founders of Blueprint Cleanse, the iconic juice brand that sparked a multi-billion dollar category. We bootstrapped, scaled, and sold, and now we're moving on. We put down the juicer and picked up the mic to start a conversation. We'll bring you behind-the-scenes information on leading brands and emerging ideas in this rapidly evolving world of wellness. Every Wednesday, we chat with experts or entrepreneurs who help us cut through the noise to bring you information you can actually use. No shaming, no guilt, just the cold-pressed truth about real ways you can feel better, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And bonus, we even share our often humiliating personal experiences, all in the name of your wellness journey. Clinical studies have shown that writing five-star reviews improves mood and circulation. So if you like what you hear, give us some love and share with a friend. Often irreverent and occasionally intuitive, consider us your navigators on the bumpy highway to well. What's up? What's up? <laughs> I thought maybe we should just change up the introduction. Yeah. Okay. Every once in a while, the, the greeting and salutation. How you doing? It's all good. <laughs> Sitting over here. <laughs> How's your bum finger? My bum finger? Mm. Honestly, it's not looking good. It's been a minute now. It's been, oh God, I was just looking at the wrong finger. I thought it was healed. Nope, it's that one. It is looking like a shade of reddish black. It actually looks a somewhat cartoonish. It, it sort of looks like in, you know, like a Popeye. Popeye's forearm. But yeah. it's my top joint of my finger. Or it's just like, like in bulbous. a Tom and Jerry cartoon when somebody gets like a hammer down right. on like the paw. And then and it's, it's just, just like... Yeah. And it's throbbing and it's infected and it's disgusting. Cool. And it's basically, so you know, to answer your question, doing awesome. So here's where we talk about wellness. Here's where we talk about wellness. Um, let me tell you what happened. I I probably already did, but I had a hang now and I ripped it out like an animal. <laughs> like the animal that we yeah. just did a whole episode on healthy manicure practices. I know. And look at me, just just <laughs> destructive behavior. And I ripped it out and then apparently bacteria just snuck right in there. And I went to the doctor and I felt so silly because I went to the doctor for what is essentially a hangnail. No, I mean, it was big and it was crazy looking. And he was like, oh yeah, that's a bacterial infection. So gross. And he put me on antibiotics in a very serious way. He was like, no, no, we don't F around with this. Yeah, no, you can't. He's like, your fingers are very, there's not a lot of tissue there. I think at this point, we've learned that there are very harmful experiences that come with bacterial Mm -hmm. infections. So, yeah. So don't run the risk. uh, Anyway. I am going to have to go back to him because um, it does not seem to be getting better. I wonder what Dr. Morrison would have to say about what this. What would Dr. Morrison... I have a bracelet actually that I made recently. It's WWDMS. What, what would, would Dr. Dr. Morrison, Morrison say? <laughs> I think he will appreciate that. Well, maybe we should make it the topic for our next conversation with him. I. It's my reminder 
every every doctor that I go to, I I have it on my wrist, so I look down and I think to myself, should I get a second opinion? Do I believe what you were telling me, or I mean, should I? Almost always, yes. Yeah. What would Doctor Morrison say? Mm-hmm. He's a great person to have on speed dial. Yeah, he is. He is got a great perspective. He's a functional medicine doctor, and he did us uh, a solid by coming on the show to talk about something that is very important and affecting all of us in ways that we don't even realize. Right. Well, this is like a big passion point for him. So some of you listeners might remember that we did an episode with him recently on um, environmental pollutants and we focused specifically on heavy metals and mercury. And we actually felt like there was so much more to dive into with him because this is really a big uh, passion for him and a real area of focus in his practice on plastics. So yeah. we wanted to just talk about, you know, we're hearing more and more about like the harm of specifically certain types of plastics, but then also plastics in general. And, you know, the state of like recycling in this country is really in a very sad state. And we're also learning that like much of the recycling, and I put that in air quotes, that yeah. is going on is not actually even... No, happening. it's not. And it's, it's and we all need to be reminded. I feel like we've been talking about plastics for so long. And yet nothing is nothing changing. Has really changed. It no, actually just true. seems to be getting worse yes. because we're just continuing to like go crazy with everything being delivered to our door and all this packaging and all the plastic and the, you know, it's just kind of out of control. But I think we wanted to revisit and shed some light with Dr. Morrison on how it's directly impacting our our health because it's it's pretty intense. And yeah, and it specific. happens in ways that you really don't even consider. Yeah, and I think you know one of the most common is is um, you know it's a hormone disruptor, and we get into that and and we talk a little bit about how it affects fertility and all the rest. But we'll leave that to the good doctor. Yeah, he does a great job in breaking it down, unlike our landfills. Um, nice one, thank you. But <laughs> he's uh, he's back again, and we love him, and we'll have him back. I'm sure in the future because he is a wealth of knowledge. So take it away, Dr. Morrison. We're going to do a little giveaway in the name of Healthy Imbibing. Yes. Um, And it's really exciting because we're going to do it with our friends at Gem and Bolt who make the sickest mezcal you've ever had because why? It's infused with Damiana. Damiana, the heart-opening magic elixir. Yes, it's an elevating herb. It really is like, it's insane. Um, so here's, here's what we want you to do. Yeah, it's very clear. It's very clear. Very simple. On our March 27th Instagram post, which is featuring this episode with Sandra Palma, you go on and you tag your three best drinking buddies. You know what? And you don't even have to be drinking alcohol. They could just be like people you like to drink tea with. You know, yeah. we're not trying Coconut to... water, kombucha, yeah. whatevs. Whatever. Tag your three drinking buddies. Tell them to follow us. Tell them to follow us Where? at HTW Podcast. Mm-hmm. And then what? And then you can win a goodie bag from Gem and Bowl. It's going to be like this wonderful, it's delicious amazing. package of Gem and Bowl goodies. They have like amazing swag, you guys. It's like they do... Uh, they have like picnic blankets and just like amazing pieces of art. Like they're artists. The some founders are artists. pottery, some beautiful sipping cups. Yeah, you and get a obviously pony. delicious mezcal. You're not going to get a pony. Let's just be clear. We might give you a branded, a pony branded with gem and bolt, <laughs> <laughs> lightning bolt and a gem on its head. <laughs> okay. Get but it. if you tag your drinking buddies yes. and tell them to follow us at HW Podcast, and you can do this, you have a couple of weeks to do this. Yeah, because so this- we're announcing the winner uh, at random. At and- random. We're going to do it when? On the very special day of... Cinco de Mayo. Obviously. May 5th. Yeah. So 
Get it in. Go do it. Go tag your friends. Cheers. Well, we're happy to have you back, Dr. Morrison. We can't actually get enough of the information that you have to share with us, and unfortunately, because it's all very fascinating and interesting and sometimes a little scary when we learn how much there is that we still need to know about about things out there that are not so great for us sometimes. Yes, there are so many subjects that we want to dive into, and we want to make sure that we get an opportunity to go, you know, pretty deep with some of these subjects. So. Because there's a lot to know. And this time, (laughs) we're going to talk about plastics. Yay. Yay. I will say, like, in thinking about this, it harkens back to my favorite movie, which is The Graduate. And one of the best. Is that your favorite movie? It's my favorite movie of all time. Um, And one of the best scenes in the movie at the graduation party at the very beginning when his dad's friend, plastics. I know. And it just has such a different meaning now because back then it was like, that's the industry you want to be in, yeah. son. And now it's like... Mm, Instagram. That's the industry. Exactly. <laughs> now it's like social media star, son. It's so crazy how uh, things have changed. And, uh, and you know, again, we don't want to make this scary at all, but I do want to bring attention to a really important topic that uh, everybody's is being scary. confronted I with. Mean, let's face and, it. And look, this is uh, not only uh, conversations that are going to be on these important podcasts, but also at the dinner table because people are wondering what they should be drinking out of and eating out of. And why is it even part of the conversation? Right. And how much they don't know is really actually... It's... uh, It keeps on coming back. And this is something that's been coming back since the 60s and 70s. And now it's like hitting a threshold, which people cannot ignore anymore. And it's not just because plastics are building up and they're not uh, degrading. There's just not going anyplace. But it's also because of what plasticizers are doing to people's health. And that's where we'll get into like some of the health-related topics that have to do with people that can't lose weight or are having strange uh, hormonal situations, mm-hmm. which are related to endocrine-disrupting chemicals, which are what plasticizers are, which are these chemicals that are added to plastics to make them softer and more pliable and translucent. And... Uh, Anyway, I, as I'm sitting here with you two, I noticed that we are all using non-plastic related. I saw, I saw you just. I, I saw you just plastic. <laughs> I know. Just I my cup. plastic scan. I know. He made no judgments. No, no. It's what was in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Craft services. I know. Even on them. Note to production studio. Um, yes, obviously the three of us are very aware and conscious and trying to do our part, and yet here we all are uh, with our convenience grab and go containers. Yeah. Shame. I mean, I, I've, I've learned, I've learned a lot even just in the last couple of days and preparing to have this conversation. And that, that is, you know, for, for me to feel like there's still so much I don't know about this, then I can safely say passing it along to listeners who are definitely less informed than we are on certain topics. Like there's a lot to know here. So yeah. And, and I just want to point out like, this is truly not just important for, for everybody to know, but it's, at a threshold level where major companies are really investing in finding other ways to distribute their goods Mm -hmm. in non-plastic materials. Uh, Companies at the level of Pepsi, P&G, Procter & Gamble, Unilever are all looking for new packaging materials. And at the same time, popular brands like Equinox are also revamping their, the selections of uh, the types of, uh, health and beauty products products mm-hmm. that they are keeping in their uh, 
gym facilities. Right. Um, we work actually is no longer bringing on any plastic um, containers. So, oh, really? Yeah, they have their little kiosks and or you know areas where you can buy snacks and whatnot, and they're not allowing any more plastic. Good for them. I know. Good on you. And work. New York State just this year has banned styrofoam packaging material, mm-hmm. and some country uh, communities in the country uh, have banned plastic straws. Yeah. Well, and we're, I mean, we're such late adopters to that, which is amazing to me. I've had a straw issue for many years because I just don't understand, like, when you get a glass of water, when you sit down <laughs> at a bar, like, why is it necessary to sip your water out of a straw? Just, you were ahead of the straw curve. I, I, I was ahead of the curve, yet I actually didn't have the foresight to really do something about it. I would simply just say, keep the straw. But like, it never, I never made the leap to say, wait, we actually need to, you know, incentivize people to to, to get rid of this. And now I'm so happy that it's happening. But I also feel like in this conversation, it's, you know, the impact is really twofold because obviously from you, we definitely want to get into the impact that it has, we, the impact that it has on our health. In addition to the fact that, you know, the straw thing in particular, or like the soda can, you know, plastic wrappers, like it's an environmental issue. So it's affecting the world that we live in and it's affecting our bodies. I mean, there's no greater argument to kind of wake up and try to make some changes here. And yeah. let's all be clear. What we're really talking about is single-use single use. plastics. And the, the unfortunate reality is that 50% of plastics being produced today are single-use plastics. I, I was met with a startling statistic when I realized that in 2014, just a few years ago, there were like 8 trillion plastic bags produced Ugh. worldwide. It, mm. It's a startling number. It, it's impossible to even fathom. Yeah. And then there's billions of tons of plastics that just are not being, they're not decomposing. Uh, so it, so what we're talking about is uh, single-use plastics are very difficult to recycle. Only about 9% of plastics are being recycled today. And uh, What percent? Nine. Nine percent. That is crazy. Now, 11% is being incinerated and 79% are ending up in landfills. And of those that are ending up in landfills end up getting washed into waterways, like rivers, streams, lakes. And then turtles got problems. Yeah. Dolphins got problems. Yes. The ocean. (laughs) It's got problems. Well, okay. So let where where can we start? I think, can we start? Because I know, sorry, we're talking about the single use, right? But can we just talk about how it's in everything? Yeah. Right? I mean, plastic, can I just read a little list of things that plastic? Okay. Yeah. We just don't think it. of it because it's right. just so common. Okay. Food packaging, plastic wrap, right? Like our saran wrap, containers for toiletries, cosmetics, crib bumpers, floor tiles, pacifiers, shower curtains, toys, water pipes, garden hoses, upholstery, inflatable swimming pools, uh, vinyl products, um, let's see, clothing. Paint, footwear, I could just, I can go on and on. Vinyl flooring, blood bags, tubing, IV containers, surgical gloves, breathing tubes. I mean, it's just, it's, it's endless, endless, right? Our world is made up of plastic. Yeah. And so from an environmental perspective right now, we're talking about, envir- you know, this sort of single use. And then from what it's doing to our health. Yeah. I mean, we have to consider how it's in everything yeah. um, that we're touching and breathing in and eating. So. On that note, yeah, and give us the news. There was a uh, really uh, impactful documentary that was done by a producer, Chris Jordan, called Albatross. If you haven't watched it yet, mm-hmm. it's a really moving story about these birds in Midway Island. 
in the middle of the North Pacific, which are dying because their bodies are being are full of plastics. Mm. And we're talking plastic straws, plastic caps, and basically they're starving because their stomachs are so full of plastics they can't digest. They just can't get any nutrition. So watching this uh, documentary, it, it just adds more impact to the, the urgency of our decisions in what we choose to use for recycling or on a day-to-day basis for drinking out of cups or what packaging we bring, we buy our foods out of or what we're bringing, what, you know, whether we're going to leave a grocery store with a plastic bag or bring our own tote. And the good news is, is there's so many options out there and we just have to be aware of it. And then the, the other side is, uh, it's not just the plastics are building up in the environment. It's also the plasticizers, the endocrine disrupting chemicals, which are being found in people's bloodstream, right. which are affecting people's health. Right. And that's, I feel like, really what we, we need to get into because I think there are, there, there's kind of, there can be an attitude of, you know, if you care less about the environment for if you're that person where it's just like, well, I do my part and I, you know, do this, this, and this. So it's okay if I take home a few plastic bags from the store every once in a while. It's one thing when you just are thinking about like what it may or may not be doing to the planet and how important that is to you. But it's quite another when you actually realize the impact that it's having on your body and your own personal health. So, I mean, what, like, can you break this down for us and really give us what is actually happening? Yeah, it's, uh, so in, what we're talking about are, is something called plasticizers. And plasticizers are chemicals that are added to plastics to make them more pliable, softer, and translucent, as we said a little bit earlier. And what that means is it's basically in plastic bottles or uh, like sunscreen bottles, anything that you're, any plastic bottle that you're able to squeeze. And the plasticizers are known by the name of bisphenol A or phthalates parabens. And phthalates is that word that looks like it's got a whole lot more syllables in it. It's like phthalates. So yeah, and when you see that word, that's what it is. is and bisphenol A is probably the most common or I think the most heard of right And B- that's BPA. BPA. Yeah. And that's BPA. And uh, people know about it because uh, a lot of companies are now saying that their products are BPA free. Mm-hmm. But now the industries have gotten smarter and they've found a bisphenol B and a bisphenol C. So just because it's not the BPA, it's a BPB or C version of it. Yeah. So think about getting taking your plastic water bottle to the beach. And when you open up that plastic water bottle and you drink out of it, it tastes like plastic. That's plasticizers. Or when you're taking your sunscreen to the beach and you put it on, you are literally rubbing plasticizers all over your body. And it does get absorbed through the skin and it gets absorbed through the digestive tract. And the health consequences is that these endocrine-disrupting chemicals, these plasticizers, they literally interfere with hormone signaling transmission, and it confuses our bodies so that our, our body's chemicals, our hormones, are not being uh, understood correctly. And so this leads to overstimulation of uh, estrogen receptors, which then leads to obesity, type 2 diabetes, uh, breast cancer, breast cancer, infertility, and potentially like ADD, ADHD are on the list of uh, effects. So when you have somebody come in, for example, and they're exhibiting certain symptoms, um, I mean, we've had this conversation with you before. We've spoken about mercury and obviously there's a battery of tests that you're going to run, but does something in a conversation with somebody, 
kind of tip you off to going down, oh, oh, this sounds like it might be, you know, a plastic toxicity response or like what is, what's the process like with patients? In New York state, unfortunately, there's no blood test that we can do to measure phthalates or parabens, but there is blood tests. There are blood tests in other parts of the country, basically all 49 other states. So what's up, New York? Just us? We're that special? We are special. (laughs) I mean, in many ways. Okay. Dear Mr. Cuomo. But that, who knows? I don't think he even knows about it. But the the reality is when a person is doing all the right things for weight loss or for their polycystic ovary or for their breast cysts or for, uh, you know, trying to do all they can do for prostate cancer or breast cancer or endometrial cancer, this is something that should be at least on the list to make, do something about. And what the most important thing to do is make better choices about which products to use. So avoidance is still the best first solution. And that means, you know, store your food in glass mm-hmm. or porcelain or whatever. But something uh, that's not plastic to begin with. And then certainly something that's not plastic that you then put in the microwave because that just releases. I was releases. just going to say, oh my God, when people put things in the plastic in the microwave, I'm like, do you have I know. any idea what you're doing? It's happening in my house too much that I can think about. And I, it's, yeah. Oh my God. And then, wait, and here's another one that drives me crazy. When you order, because we live in New York and you oh, order takeout. The takeout, I When know. the takeout, so if you order your soup or your hot food and it comes in a plastic It's container, an entire bag of plastic. It is so... Upsetting yeah. to me. Yeah, well, yeah, so and then upsetting. the soup container is plastic. Yeah, so it's, it's so, just and, melting. And, and yeah. then it's melting. You're literally the eating soap. like plastic Tom Yum <laughs> yeah. BPA soup. Oh, it's disgusting. Anyway, go on. Yeah. So Avoidance. <laughs> I've yeah. got the recipe for that. Better choices. <laughs> well, right. So it's better choices. So that, that that's what you started to say. There are certain swaps that you can make. For example, your Tupperware collection should slowly kind of be replaced with glass, right? The glass is a great, clear, uh, obvious choice. Uh, definitely never microwave in plastic. I think everybody's kind of heard about that and it's just re, uh, reinforcing it. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, coffee cups, you know, stay away from the styrofoam, use paper, uh, have your own. It's it's right. very easy bring to be prepared. To, most and, coffee places will be happy to give you a refill or whatever in, in your thermos. And this is kind of where in major industry is going. And this is why I was mentioning that yesterday's Wall Street Journal had a great big article about how PepsiCo, Procter & Gamble, Unilever are actually launching initiatives to make reusable steel or other non-plastic containers for their beauty products. So mm-hmm. for shaving cream, for moisturizing lotion. Mm-hmm. For even haagen ice cream is going to end up in steel containers that you just take back into refill, just like the good old days when we used to have like those glass containers for the milkman. A milkman, milk. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And New York City is actually one of the pilot locations where some of these companies are starting to launch these initiatives. So keep an eye out for it. It's right. Exciting. So they'll just put their high fructose corn syrup into <laughs> stainless steel containers as opposed to the plastic bottles. It's Listen, awesome. Baby steps. Baby steps. We'll we take it take, where we can get take it. Take what you can get. <laughs> One small change at a time. And I think that's important to remember here because it's obviously so overwhelming yes, when you think scary. about... I mean, you know, I, I spend so much time searching for non-toxic cosmetics and sunscreen and everything else. And then you're like, I won. Look at, I found this like pure zinc sun- or whatever it is, totally non-toxic. And then it arrives in a plastic container and you're just right. like, ugh. 
throw your hands in the it's air. It's a pyrrhic victory. I'm, it's just, you know, it's never ending. But, um, but the consequences are very real. The, the consequences are very real. The people are getting healthcare issues. But, and again, uh, the country is now at a tipping point where now people, now even big companies are making better choices in terms of uh, how they are distributing their goods. So it makes it easier for everyday people that don't necessarily have like resources for like high-end top-tier products. Right. They can still get the products that they love in a healthier delivery system. Right. And again, I think there are certain changes that you can make very easily and very inexpensively if you're not in a position where you're going to like, for example, replace every toy that your child has. And I know that we're veering out of the single serve into just more the general, the general plastic world. But if you're not able to make these, you know, gigantic changes overnight or even switching everything from plastic to glass in your fridge, then at the very least, you know, do the bag thing at the grocery store, bring your bags. Like, I mean, this is not news. We've known about this for a long time. Like using using reusable bags that are not plastic in themselves is a good way to start. I was reading up and learned that the receipts that they give you at the cash register are like huge transmitters of BPA and BPS, which I did not know. I mean, I never get those anyway, oh, because again... God. I always say no to receipts. I say no to receipts because I'm like, I don't want to waste the paper. But it didn't even occur to me that even if I get it, like touching it is actually going to have like now a double impact. So now Wait. I'm not only wasting paper by getting the receipt, but I'm also actually receiving this like BPA chemical. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's on that gets absorbed receipts. through your skin. It gets absorbed through your skin. Just like sunscreen potentially. Yeah, those like slippery carbon receipts. So say no, just say no. It's going to be on your, your credit card statement. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. It, the other big organization right now that's making big steps in this direction is the United Nations. Uh, and I'm sure you guys have read up about their Clean Seas Initiative, which basically has, uh, has sought to enlist countries, communities, and corporations to start making better choices. And like, even though the United States has not signed on to the Clean Seas <laughs> Initiative. Shocking. <laughs> about 50 countries around the world have All right. to so eliminate to them. Plastic bags, plastic straws, plastic containers. So with the objective by a certain date, like 2025 or so, they're going to be making significant changes in, in what they allow corporations to sell in their communities. And probably that's why some of these com companies like PepsiCo, et cetera, are starting to look for recyclable or reusable options. And uh, with that in mind, our office has also intentionally really sought out to replace a lot of the plastics that we were using and replacing them with uh, recyclable or reusable options. So for example, we've, we have used to have plastic stirrers to stir tea. Now we've switched over to wood. You know, you can also use a um, spoon. <laughs> a, uh, no, you can use, this was like the cutest swap that I saw in a coffee shop, you know, as opposed to plastic. They were using spaghetti. Oh, oh, that's genius. of spaghetti. It was so cute. And it totally works. I mean, obviously don't leave it in there. Right. Then you'll have spaghetti you have coffee. A, but a noodle coffee, yeah. Uh, it was a, a great, great idea. That is a great, great idea. solution. Yeah. So go gluten-free. Get rid of your spaghetti. Get rid of your plastic. <laughs> one strand at a time. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> the one noodle project. Okay, so that's all right. And also instead of plastic utensils, have steel utensils in your drawer. Right. So that just... Don't even take it home. And you can always ask. You can put it in the box when you order food on Seamless. No, I was just going to say No that. utensils. God, you could tell we order Seamless a lot. Yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, let me tell you how to navigate this. 
<laughs> but at least, you know, half of the ones that we order from are delivering in paper and recyclable materials, but yeah. some of the plastic stuff. But it is so interesting that the where the power lies when it comes to this, because it's, you know, it's really hard as an individual to specifically point. So if I'm an individual with a health, you know, with a with an issue, right? And I want to point to plastic or some kind of environmental factor, it's going to be nearly impossible to to say, okay, it was that or it was like BPA, et cetera. So fine, that's not going to make Procter & Gamble move. But I think that it's the business to business relationships that's going to make them move, right? So And, it's and the, what we do. Right, it's at- Whole Foods. It's the people who are buying their product to read. It's the resellers. I mean, once they start saying, we're not carrying plastic juice bottles anymore. Right, but it trickles down. I yes. mean, I think to your point, Dr. Morrison's saying, like, you hear from your doctor, these are things that you should eliminate. So right. the consumers in mass start to say, like, I don't want that straw. I don't yes. want that straw. I don't want, I want spaghetti. Thing. Right. I want a spaghetti strand. Yeah, <laughs> we're all involved for sure. But, you know, that, you know, the super powerful move is like... Yeah. You know, what would happen if KFC, for example, is that I'm, we're only going to serve, or McDonald's, we're only going to serve free-range chicken. It would completely change the farming industry. Yeah. I mean, the agricultural shift that would happen would just be like, I'm mind-blowing. That's how much power they yield. So, Yeah, it's things, I, the awareness is, become, is there. Uh, this is probably t- talking about things that many people had either known or they were becoming aware of or they were becoming serious about. And uh, the good news is really, this is exciting because we can do so much. Uh, and it really just takes being aware, making positive actions, and then, uh, and then teaching other people how to do the exact same thing. The other thing that I think people should be aware of is that there's companies out there that curate really great reusable products. And people should be aware of some of the mm-hmm. options for that. I mean, we... What do you like? We brought in <laughs> yeah, today. Like this, right here. this is very cool. We meaning me brought in some <laughs> reuse, reusable uh, dental floss of all things. This from, is the most beautiful container I've ever but, seen. But wait, yeah. So the container is reusable. The floss itself is not reusable, right? Or, or that is true. I okay. do not recommend that. Would be no, using right. it. yeah. Although you can share with whomever you'd like, but not, yeah. only for a couple of times. Yeah. No, we're not recycling toilet paper either. No, well, exactly. I mean. <laughs> not or used to it. Might be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but this is so. This company is um, Ores, which is zero spelled backwards. Yep, which is apparently zero uh, waste. Zero very cool. Ores, and it's this very cute. We'll take a picture of it and post it. It's a very cute little glass container because that's kind of been breaking news in the last couple of weeks. If you're using, I think they've even been specific about the Glide brand. It's not even just like the flat dental tape. It's very specifically Glide. Hate to say it and very sad to say it since I have purchased that for a long time. Toxic. It's got like toxic stuff in it. And I actually am a daily flosser late in life. This is why I don't floss. (laughs) And I would like to add, I've never had a cavity. <laughs> oh, if I have to hear this one more time. Um, Listen, that and parallel parking, these are my only two <laughs> things I can brag about. I'm an excellent parallel parker myself. <laughs> but yeah, so dental floss, no, no good. And uh, yeah, so finding other alternatives. And this is a cool... So Yeah, so there are companies that you're saying that are dedicated to creating zero waste um, and eliminating the plastic from their... Now, they are for-profit, but there are non-for-profit organizations, like probably ones that we've all known about, like Environmental Working... Mm-hmm. Which uh, does post uh, yearly, you know, what's the safest sunscreen, et cetera. And then another one, which is specifically about cosmetics, is called madesafe.org, where you can look specifically into which are the 
uh, cosmetic products that are like the quote unquote cleanest of the year. Mm-hmm. So it's just another resource. Made safe ORG. And that is for, is that, is that the contents or is that the packaging? That is the website for where to find clean cosmetic products. But okay. specific to the packaging or the product oh, itself? Because the there's itself. like the Think Dirty app as right. well. Which... I have the Think Dirty. Do you know the Think Dirty app? I don't. This is amazing. Okay, I'm going to show you right now. <laughs> okay, because everyone I show this to, show, except for my mom. Which is you like, can go I, down a rabbit hole. With my mom it. is I mean, poking holes like nobody's business. But, but she was using great... a spaghetti strand. <laughs> These... Uh, this is a great app where you can you can literally just enter the barcode, but you can enter the barcode and it will... You can like scan it with your phone, right? Yeah, you can take a picture of the barcode or you can just actually just type in the name of the product that you're curious about. So if I put in, for example, Pantene Pro-V shampoo, <laughs> it will rate it on a scale of a number uh, one to 10 mm. in terms of toxicity, in terms of the contents, not the packaging. Packaging is plastic, obviously, but it will it will break it down in in three different sections, you know, one is like about allergens and the other two are just like about how toxic the chemicals are. But it's a great way to understand how toxic these products are that you're using every day because it, it really was like horrifying. Um, and then it's also a great way to discover other brands because when you enter in the name of whatever you're searching, a ton of others come up right. and it, and they'll be sort of very... You might be, be interested They'll in. be very low... On the on the scale as well, so you could find you could also find non toxic brands that way too. And that website again is Think, Think Dirty. Dirty, and it's an app. It's a great great app, and they're not paying us. No, they're not paying us, <laughs> but they should. <laughs> That's a great tool. I use it. Thank all you. The time, yes. So, can we talk a little bit about? Because I like to talk about the liver. <laughs> <laughs> I love the liver. I like to talk about the liver. It's an it's an organ that I want to really protect. It's a it's a workhorse. I want to choose my battles with my liver. Yeah, that way. Yeah, you got so, you got to make friends. I want to lighten the load. You know, I like my cocktails, mm-hmm. like my wine. It has a big job. So if I can, if I can help it out in any way, you know, and if if plastics and these environmental factors are are, are weighing down my liver as well. I want to make sure that I'm like fully aware. So can you just talk about a little bit about the connection between, you know, what the liver has to endure um, when it's sort of overloaded? Can I add an organ to this conversation? Please, add an organ. Pick an (laughs) organ. I would like to buy an organ. Any organ. (laughs) The skin. Yes. The skin. Yes. The biggest detoxifying detoxifying organ in the body. But so they go together. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about detoxification is like something we can spend all day talking about. I love it. Love Let's it. do it. And it's it's really, the body does it all naturally all the time and it's supposed to be working very efficiently, but under certain circumstances, the liver does not fun- function as well as it should. The one time that I really like to point out when the liver is not functioning at its optimal level is when people are under stress. Now, th- we're talking- Just Lowered my shoulders. We're probably not okay. talking about anybody in this city, but- Right, never. (laughs) But I just want people to recognize that the liver works best when the body is in a rest and relaxed state. And when we are in a fight or flight state, the liver basically just gets uh, missed out on circulation because it goes to like, you know, the body's trying to do other things like stay out of the way of traffic and whatever. So the liver works best when, when a person is well rested, which means like seven hours of sleep. 
I got seven hours of sleep last night. Up top. Oh, I'm so <laughs> proud of myself. It is not easy to do it here. No. And then also, uh, it works best uh, at night. So, you know, generally uh, from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective, they would say that the liver works best when a person's actually getting into deep sleep. And that's why it goes along with being rest and relaxed. Mm -hmm. So the liver is kind of in charge, as you said, of detoxifying the body. And it, it does a special, it has a special way of doing it. There's two phases in the liver and then a third phase as in the digestive tract. So in the first two phases, it basically kind of packages up the toxins, which in this case, we're talking mostly about plastics and plasticizers. It packages up and turns it into like a less harmful uh, compound that then passes into the digestive tract and the goal of the third phase of detoxification is to get it out of the body as quickly as possible. So that's why the exhaust system has to be working efficiently, meaning people need to have a bowel movement every day. Yeah. So anybody, everybody always says, well, why do you need to have a bowel movement every day? You know, my doctor said one to three days for one bowel movement is okay. And that's probably not okay in the type of environment that we're living in mm -hmm. we're getting, where we're getting exposed to these things because the longer these toxins stay in our digestive tract, they will end up getting broken down by the bacteria in our digestive tract and then getting reabsorbed. reabsorbed. And then we end up just accumulating. And where do we accumulate? In fat. In fats, yes. And so the, right. the fat in our body is in our brain and it's around our midsection and also around our organs. And it, So that is fatty liver disease. Is that where, that's how it comes to be? Is that's that right? one type mm -hmm. of, uh, detoxification issue and it's specifically related to carbohydrate intake mm -hmm. okay. and alcohol overconsumption. But now we're finding that there's so many more people getting non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Because of sugar. And it's, I, I believe it's mostly because of carbs, but there's probably also a toxic component to that. Ugh. It's it's still being figured out. So so the, the things to help improve liver detoxification, we already talked about rest and sleep and making sure a person's having bowel movements at least once a day, and fiber to help bind onto these toxins. Uh, in fact, actually, specifically, there's a type of binding agent for plastics that we believe works better called microsilica. Uh, this is where people have been talking about silica, mm -hmm. which is in uh, certain types of bottled water, like uh, supposedly there's certain bottled waters that have higher amounts of silica, but also people can take silica supplements. Mm -hmm. and specifically microsilica is supposed to be better. And then uh, the other thing that goes along with this, and that's why I said the skin is important, is the other organ is sweating, does release plastics as well as heavy metals mm -hmm. through the skin. And that's why, and all a person needs to do is sweat for about eight minutes in order to accomplish a one day's detoxification. Okay, so how about this? Erica and I went to Shape, Shape House. House to do a, an hour-long sweat a week or so ago. Now, does an hour-long sweat, does that get rid of five days? Does that count for five days? You know, I'm kidding. It's, it's, uh, this, uh, there's been, this has been studied, by the way, and, and, and the studies are actually on Swedish sauna, not infrared, even though suppose people debate which is better. Mm -hmm. So they both work, yeah. is the point. And uh, the... The way that it works is it's each time you sweat, the toxins that are at the closest to the skin surface is going to come out. But once you get too hot, then the toxins go back into the body. And that's mm -hmm. why there's an argument to be made for not staying in the sauna for more than 20 minutes. 
because once the core body temperature heats up, then mm-hmm. toxins go where it's warmest. Right. Okay. Whereas when you're just opening up your pores, it will pour out of your body. If your core gets too hot, then it sort of just recirculates. So, oh, boy. And they speak to that a little bit in at Shape House. They explain like the, the temperature rises gradually. So you're not actually really supposed to be sweating until about halfway through, which is about the 20 minute. Uh, Or you've got about 20 minutes left to go by the time you actually really start sweating. Yeah, start to finish, it was 55 minutes. But by the end of it, I was just like, get me out of here. I was literally like halfway out of that little burrito (laughs) bag. Yeah, I was done. I wrote it out. Yeah, and is it the same? I think I read a long time ago that if you, you know, it's, you go to the gym, you're sweating, and then some people don't like shower after the gym or they don't change their clothes and they're kind of like, they're wearing their sweaty t-shirt and then it's suddenly dry again. And I'm like, didn't you just reabsorb right. all of yes, that? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. Totally got it. Yeah, we used to tell people, <clears throat> I remember in Blueprint, we had that sort of as a tip. Take a like, shower. Take, like rinse that off immediately because yeah. your body is just going to reabsorb With it. soap because the soap is fat, basically washing off those fat-soluble right. chemicals. Yeah. yeah. As long as the soap doesn't come in a plastic container. <laughs> right. Wait, speaking of the liver, what do you think of milk? Let's go back to the liver. <laughs> So what do you think of milk thistle? Milk, milk thistle is kind of like an antioxidant for the liver. So it just overall makes the liver work better. Mm-hmm. But the nutrients that is, is probably better for helping to improve this type of detoxification are uh, indole-3-carbinol or methane, which are sulforophane uh, nutrients, which means it adds more sulfur or mm-hmm. sulfur compounds to help improve a part of phase two liver detoxification called sulfation pathways. Mm -hmm. So milk thistle is supportive, but sulfation pathway inducers like I3C or DIM are are better specifically for plastics. Okay. Got it. Did you get all that? I got it. Sulfur (laughs) things. Sulfur stuff. Sulfation pathway with sulforophanes. So what I'm talking about is broccoli, Brussels sprouts, bok choy. Stinky vegetables. Yay. Yay, Which the ones that's delicious. Don't want to juice those too much. No, you don't. You could, well, you don't want to It's not even blend easy them. to juice no. those. No. <laughs> I think you just want to roast them. You or eat them raw. Them. Okay. So chase I've, them with some milk thistle. Yeah. Just for good measure. That sounds like a party. One more question about the liver and then we can move on. So the liver cleans the blood. Yes. Yes. And you were saying it usually does this when you're sleeping. Right. So when you wake up and you have bags under your eyes, is that like pools of blood that your liver just didn't get a chance to clean because you didn't sleep enough? So I usually think of that more as a kidney stress oh. than a liver stress. Although like the dark circles under the eyes yeah. could also be thought of as kind of a liver issue. You're looking at mine right now. I can feel it. I, I don't <laughs> see any dark circles in this room. Oh, I feel like I, can't I, see I, see. I, I just always wondered if there was a, like a blood cleaning, blood pooling kind of connection there. I but, but here, the connection is actually the when the liver gets overloaded, mm-hmm. the liver will then shunt detoxification responsibility over to the kidneys. And then one of the mm. symptoms of that is frequent urination. Like if a person uh, feels like they're like, well, right, why do okay. I always have to go to the bathroom? And then that's also related to that swelling under the eyes. Oh, interesting. From like a quote unquote tra- traditional Chinese medicine perspective. Yeah. Oh, that's so fascinating. And then like swelling at the ankles, but the inside of the ankles is also a sign of that as well. All right. Yeah. Watch out, everybody. You know what to look the for. The liver. So. Make sure your liver does all its homework and doesn't try to pass it off Love to the kidneys. I know. It's like, not my job. Not my job. <laughs> I'm just going to call my coworker. Going on strike. We don't want it to yeah, go on strike. No, sure. we need to keep that. We need to 
not furlough that liver. <laughs> not in my job description, liver. <laughs> um, okay, we can go back to plastics now. Not that it's not all related. All right, it is all related, and I mean, it is it, it is nice and 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 reassuring to know that our systems are actually set up to work through a lot of this. But as we have said many times in the past, in the topic of detox, yes, in a perfect world, in a perfect circumstance, your body could actually process all of these issues on its own. But that's just not the way that we live. No, it's uh, we, uh, you know, we. We've come a long way in our worlds, but uh, as we've become more advanced and technologically savvy, we've actually started stretching our work days and we're able to accomplish so much more. But at the same time, we're sacrificing some of the things that probably our grandparents would be appalled at, which is time for dinner at home, like in a quiet environment or getting our seven hours of sleep at night or, you know, the things that uh, probably we should be watching black and white movies about. But yeah, so it's... It's a good time since we're talking about going, getting back to the milkman times with glass bottles. It's also good to revisit some of the healthy behaviors that some of our, probably our grandparents knew better than we do. There's actually a really great company. I hope he's still, I hope he's still in business. It's called the milkman in California. This guy (laughs) delivers his nut milks like old fashioned way. And it's so good. Okay. So this isn't, listen to this nut milk. It's, it's almond milk and coconut water together. So when you make when you make a nut milk, you usually like blend it with water and then you strain it and the, and whatever. So instead of blending it with water, he blends it with coconut water. Oh my God. And then he strains so it's, it's it. It's like amazing, yeah. right? So it's super hydrating and it's got protein. It's just like perfection. And it comes in a glass bottle. Also not paying us to say this, <laughs> but... <laughs> and he hand delivers it. He delivers it in his milkman truck. Yeah. He's got his nice... It's a nice clientele in California. Well, if we can't get access to the California milkman, what do you recommend to people even just in terms of like basic steps for for kind of, you're not doing a full detox necessarily, but like what are things that people can do just to kind of shore up a little bit? Well, to to the point of what you guys had created with Blueprint Cleanse was that was amazing and brilliant. And uh, it Oh, hey, thanks. Thank you. I mean, I hope you don't mind me saying, but it, <laughs> truthfully, I can't tell Go you how many patients have uh, had benefited from what you've done. That's so so nice. that's those are the stories that I've heard in my office about them going on maybe like a five the five day cleanse or the ten day, and uh, people always say their eyes are brighter, they feel more energy. Now, does it have to be with a juice cleanse? Really, what it is is it's about an op- a period of time to sort of remove the unhealthy quote unquote things from our lifestyles and whether you choose to you know do a different type of fast or do protein shakes or just do intermittent fasting skip the first meal of the day there's a lot of ways to do it now and uh, people have kind of created packages for it but everybody should do it what's best for them as individuals yeah i think it's safe to, i mean yes that was very much about resting your system right so however you do that it's kind of it's the, the point is it's about what you're omitting right it's like Great, you're t- you're drinking juice, you're drinking all these minerals. Maybe there's too much sugar in the fruit blends, etc. But think about what you're not eating, right? So, and you're resting your system that way. That's why you know I think it was so magical for so many people. And I think now we've entered this stage in our culture where we've stopped thinking about what to omit. And we're so focused on like how many superfoods we can add right. and how many things we could pack into our like juice in the morning or whatever it is. And it's just like, can we all just slow down? It's 
it's not so much about what you have to add. It's what you have to avoid. Well, right. But that's, I mean, culturally speaking, yes, we're in this moment where there's all these different plans and programs and they're they're touting, like that's their marketing speak. It's like, this is not about what you have to cut out. This is about abundance and it's about what you're what you are eating. But the the message, I agree with you, like the the messages is can be misconstrued because it's like, oh, I can eat so much of all of this that you kind of just lose that that concept of first of all, moderation. Right. And second of all, of mindfulness of, you know, okay, well maybe I should actually eliminate all of these plastic wrapped things from my diet and only focus on what's whole and not even too much of that. Uh, there's no sense of balance, I think, because, you know, as a culture, we really like to just embrace the extremes. So, Yeah. And we're, we're seeing that in the office as well. Uh, exactly what you're saying, which is uh, people are coming in with these really unique healthcare situations that are not getting better with anything else they do. And they've always been told to take this next medication or this next symptomatic treatment. And in fact, sometimes what we find is the exact opposite helps to relieve their symptoms, which is to do less. All right. Sometimes the answer is like, do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's like take a breath. Yes. And- no, 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 no. Do less. No, yeah. you're doing too much. I mean, it's kind of like when I, okay, not totally related, but... Um, Let's have it. You can very easily stress yourself out, right? And especially when you're, you're, you're presented with so many options about how to optimize your health and feel better and... and uh, and so it becomes superhuman. Um, when I was trying to get pregnant, like literally just a few months into trying, I totally freaked out because I was like, why am I not pregnant? <laughs> I like ran to an endocrinologist and, um, you know, I started like looking outside of myself for all of these things to, you know, facilitate me in my, you know, getting pregnant. And, um, He's like, have you tried sex? Right. It's <laughs> like, what's that? What is this you speak of? <laughs> With my husband? <laughs> I mean, I had, uh, you know, I never did like IVF or anything so extreme, but I was consumed. I was like doing like a ton of acupuncture and I did like an IUI. And, and finally, after like five months of spending way too much time in this guy's office, I was like, they, they literally kicked me out. <laughs> they were like, you know what? Like, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with you. You need to go, like, why don't you go take a few months off? They basically gave me like a forced leave of absence. (laughs) And they told me. From fertility. And let me tell you what, four weeks later, I was pregnant. And I'm not saying that there's, you know, this is obviously the case for everyone, but it was, there was something mental clearly going on. And I was clearly stressing myself out. And I was looking, I was just not relaxed. Well, and also like this is uh, kind of the age that we're in because we're getting so much information yes. through. Yeah. Like I, I have to say, social media does help to inform, but it also t- tends to help confuse, agonize, yes. agony. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what are what's everybody else doing, and why are they doing things that I'm not? Right. You know, it's, it's could be it's, crazy. It's all consuming, yeah. And the point in, in your story is sometimes it's okay just to do a little bit less or to do nothing for a minute and see what changes, right? Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a real thing. That's the truth. Wow. We have covered quite a bit here. I I think, I think we did what we came to do. I think we did too. (laughs) It's fascinating. Uh, Well, I just am appreciative that we can have a a talk about plastics in a safe environment. Yeah. And it's it's not meant to scare people. It's really just meant to say like, there are things that, you know, you think you know a lot and there's always still more to learn and don't do everything at once. I myself, I think I'm going to attempt to do like a 30-day complete just 
plastic detox because like I was saying, I I learned a lot. I'm like, there's still a lot of stuff in my house and in my daily kind of thing that I don't think about. And now I'm going to be more mindful of it. I'm yeah. going I'm going cold turkey. Well, I want to hear how you do because we've tr- already tried to do that at our house and we had a, a lot of trouble it's trying to figure out what to replace our yeah. uh, shampoos with or our skincare products. But just by now going back to the the grocery stores or wherever we're shopping, it's like, okay, we really have to think this one out. Is it better to, which which moisturizing lotion should we use? Right, yeah. I mean, and that's where it gets a little confusing because for example, like I already buy shampoo that is paraben free, but that is really speaking to the product and not, and that then it comes in a plastic bottle. Exactly, is the case with so many. There is a great company, shampoo and conditioner called Seed. And they have like, it's not a plastic container. I don't know what it is. It feels like cardboard, but it's not. Mm. Um, they've lined it with something. Mm-hmm. Um, plastic. But probably plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of resin. But I think you can actually plant it in the ground after you oh, used it. Oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah. And you can, you know, you could, you could turn it into a planter if you want. Interesting. If it hasn't like melted in your shower. But there are some options, but I think it's hard because there aren't enough hard. right now. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's like every, the, just do an inventory in the medicine yeah. cabinet and go through and just be thoughtful and mindful. Like definitely try to find a better solution than the plastic containing dental floss or maybe replace the toothbrushes with bamboo toothbrushes. Right. right. I, do that. I think that's a good idea. If you have like, have do inventory and if there are like 50 things that you're checking the box on all of a sudden that you didn't realize had these components, then if you can reduce it even by 50%, that's huge. And, well, and I want my mom, and I'm going to call her out right now. All right. Hey, mom. She t- uses a new plastic cup every day <gasps> just to drink cold water. And I'm like, mom. No, 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 no. In More the than house. No. And I'm like, could you please in house. just use a glass no, cup no, instead no. of plastic? And she thinks it's cleaner? Is that why she does it? Oh, I wash enough dishes. I'm like, oh, then oh, don't it wash it. It's not, it doesn't matter. It's Just your stick lips. your mouth under the tap. It's right. not going to get dirty. Oh my God. No, don't stick your, Chris does that. It drives me nuts. I'm like, it's fill a, up a cup. It's a dude thing. What? It's going to take you a second. I know. Cause I kind of, I've done that before. I hope. It's true. The biggest thing for me that I can't avoid for some reason is, and even though I do go to the farmer's market, but not really in the winter, is when I buy my greens. Yeah. And you have to put them in something. They come, you know, I'll buy like earthbound or whatever it is. And it's all in a plastic container. And Sometimes I'll try and buy it in a plastic bag because I think that's some somehow right. better. But that's a big industry too that needs to figure out a solution. Yeah. Well, and also like now my wife and I will bring a cotton bag. So like right. we'll be prepared. Well, if you go to the farmer's market, right? But if I go to my grocery store. Well, even we're even bringing it to the grocery store, like Whole Foods. Oh, true. Right. That as well. But sometimes, okay, I'm thinking about a specific grocery store that I always go to that doesn't have... Oh, I see. But you're talking about like if you buy a bunch of organic kale on the shelf that's that's damp and you don't necessarily want to put it straight into Oh, I don't care about that. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm just talking about... So like a store that I... Whatever, this is like too much detail. But the grocery store that I go to doesn't have organic like loose leaf. Right. It's all conventional. It's all the clamshell packaging. So the organic greens... The only place I find or the organic greens is in like the clamshell packaging. Right, I see. Which drives me nuts. Yeah. But the answer is that I need to shop somewhere else. <laughs> but yeah. that, but that is a big the greens in the clamshells. That's a big yeah. industry too that needs. Or to just do. speak with the manager because they have the ability to. I would not encourage that behavior in this one. I know. Okay. 
It's probably happening. That's going to lead to a whole other type of toxicity. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you, I talk to a lot of managers. I talk talk to a lot of... I'm just going to get you a shirt that says, can I speak to your manager, please? (laughs) (laughs) And just eliminate the middleman. Like this, it's like, I should just go shopping with a shirt that says, can I speak with your manager, please? Yep, I'm totally getting you this button. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Change starts with you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That'll be in parentheses underneath. Change yeah, starts with yeah. me. Oh God. Anyway. Anyway, great. well, this has been really, really interesting and we so appreciate your time as always yes. and your thought on all And of thank this. you guys. You are amazing. Both of you are just like blowing up all over the place. So let's just keep it going. <laughs> let's keep it going. All right. Let's, I like it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, we're going to have you back real soon because there's going to be something else that we're all doing wrong real soon. No, we're, I want to talk about glyphosate next. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank Thank you. Thanks for listening to HTW. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes. You can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it. If you have ideas for guests or topics, you can call our 1-800 number. Yes, we have a 1-800 number at 800-674-1839 or holler at us on social at HTW Podcast. You can also head to our website at hgwpodcast.com for more episode info and check out our Daily Blend blog to see what we're drinking.